Welcome to EarthWise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley with a piece about moonwalking. Last winter, I invited a friend to take a walk with me. Being a town person, however, she was hesitant because I live in the woods off the grid, and I was proposing to take that walk at night. It's dark out there, she protested. Not all that dark, I replied, because there's a gibbous moon tonight. There will be plenty of light for us to see where we're going. But there are no street lights, and besides, there's snow on the ground. All the better, I answered, because the snow will reflect the moonlight. I guarantee it will be a memorable experience. I had to coax her by giving her a flashlight to carry in her coat pocket, just in case. And so, with some trepidation, she agreed to go moonwalking with me. Now, I love walking in the woods at night without a flashlight. A flashlight greatly narrows your range of vision and compels you to look only at where it is shining, and you miss so much of what else is out there. When the moon is shining and reflecting off the snow, however, it's astonishing how much you can see just by using your own miraculous eyes. The best time to go moonwalking is under a gibbous moon. Gibbous is an old term meaning rounded or bulging, and it refers to the phases of the moon, from waxing half-full to full to waning half-full. This gives us a two-week period of bright moonlight. And even if the sky is cloudy or it's raining or snowing, a gibbous moon will give you plenty of moonlight to see your way. That night, we stepped out the door and waited a few moments for our eyes to adjust to the dark. The night was clear and the moon would be full in just a few nights. And there was the moon now, just rising above the tree line. The moonlight made crisp black shadows on the surface of the snow, and these shadows somehow seemed more real than the objects they were, well, shadowing. Suddenly, we saw a large black owl come gliding over the snow in front of us, silently moving its wings as it flew between the black tree branches on the ground. Looking up, we saw the actual barred owl above us, flying through the tree branches against the moonlit sky. It gave us a moment of vertigo as we tried to orient ourselves as to which way was up and which was down, which things were shadows and which were real. And what does real mean anyway? In the dimension of moonlight, who actually knows? When you go moonwalking, you may find yourself asking why the moonlit world is perceived as the unreal dimension, the half-lit and therefore the half-real world. When we go walking in moonlight, we may wonder why the moon herself isn't the prima matera, the first matter, the primary light. After all, in many traditions, it was the moon who gave birth to the sun, and she was the primogenitrix. My friend started to gain confidence as we walked in the moonlit woods, and she began to discover that she could see in the dark. Our path eventually led us to the edge of the meadow, and there we stepped out into the dazzling expanse of unshadowed moonlit snow. I have never been able to adequately describe what it is like to be embraced so completely by moonlight. 
I've tried, but no words can compare to the experience itself. My friend simply said, Oh my, I had no idea. I don't know how long we stood there, mesmerized by the moonlight on the snow. I think it might have been I who finally suggested we ought to be getting back because my feet were starting to feel cold. Reluctantly, she followed me, but she kept turning around to look back at the moonlit meadow. She, too, had become hooked on moonwalking. And tonight is the perfect time for you to go moonwalking, because the moon is almost full. May you discover something wonderful. Blessed be. You've been listening to Earthwise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley. <laughs>